Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you all again. I, I can't actually remember when I was here last. Um, I can't remember what happened yesterday. So, you know, happens, I think, when you get older. Or, you know, you're like an, an old computer. Your memory's full and there's no space for anything else. <laughs> anyway, it's good to be back and I'm glad to see you all here and that you've survived this very interesting year that we've had so far with all its challenges. Um, Dave asked me to tell you a little bit about myself. So I am um, I've come to, I'm originally from South Africa with my family. I came on a one-way ticket. We came on a one-way ticket, believing that um, this is where God had called us. And we've been here for 17 years. And we have two adult sons, 22 and 25, who are still at home and filling up our house with stuff and dogs and all kinds of things. Um, and uh, I'm a nurse and I work in a school in the eastern suburbs and my husband is an instrument technician. He works everywhere. So um, yes, uh, we're uh, at church at uh, Edwardstown, Edwardstown Church of Christ, South Point, maybe you know of it. And we've been there for just over two and a half years before that. We were in a big church in the south uh, and um, we've come alongside John in the changes that we've experienced at South Point over the last two and a half years to just support him and to encourage him in ministry and encourage the people that God leads there every week. So that's a little bit about our story. Um, today um, I'd like to talk to you about um, a new season and new fruits. I think probably we need a new season, seeing as the one that we've been in has been a rather tricky, and um, hopefully um, each day we get closer to uh, our freedom and the things that in life as we know it, um, but for the moment we just continue um, to believe that each day will get better. So I'd like to read to you first from um, Leviticus. It's just a short scripture um, on seasons, actually. And it says this, I will give you your rains in this season, and the land will yield its increase, and the trees and of the field will yield their fruit. Your threshing time shall last to the time of the grape harvest, and the grape harvest shall last until the time of sowing. And you shall eat your bread and be full and dwell in the land securely. I will turn to you and make you fruitful and multiply you and will confirm my covenant with you. You shall eat of the old store long kept and you shall clear out the old to make room for the new. So um, in a season of new season and new fruit, hopefully we can believe and pray into that. Um, that second scripture comes from Joel 2 and it says this, Behold, I am sending to you grain, wine and oil and you will be satisfied. I like to think about that and, and feel hope that um, our way forward is um, a promise from God and that even in the way that we have just come, we've, all, we've had provision. We have been provided for. I think when um, 
when this all started at the beginning of the year, there was so much fear, and there still is, there's so much anxiety about the world around us and what's happening and the uncertainty of each day. But um, in the beginning, I just remember our Prime Minister standing up and telling us how they were going to support Australians and thinking about that obviously that was the first thing on everybody's mind was how are we going to provide for our families? How are we going to um, get what we need if we're restricted in what we can do? And um, I think 2020 will probably go down in history as the year of the toilet paper. So we certainly have made the most simple thing, the most famous thing in the world, in the world, um, as we know it. And um, suddenly, all those things that we take for granted, literally, you know, you just reach for it, really, don't you? You don't think about it. Um, suddenly came under, under stress. And so, people were thinking, how are we going to support our families? How are we going to work? How are we going to pay our bills? Traditionally, um, in the word and in the time when the Bible was written, grain was a sign of strength. It was a symbol of strength. So if you had grain, you had power. And nothing much has changed, actually, in the thousands of years since the Bible was written. Because if you think about the world around you, the countries with the most power are not ones that have great resources and all of that. They're the ones that can feed their people. So the richest countries in the world are the ones that have the grain. And uh, we're fortunate, thankfully, in, in Australia to be one of those countries who can feed their people. And, um, but in the Bible times, that grain, that provision was a promise from God, and it is to us today as well, that there is provision. And the thing that's exciting to me is that God is not surprised that we are here and that he has that provision available to us. Um, he has that grain that we need for each day. Wine is a symbol of joy. So in Bible times, wine was probably more available than water, uh, clean water, and in the desert countries where it's from, um, wine was probably more accessible than water a lot of the time. And wine is a symbol of joy. And if you think about wine in terms of not the extreme side of wine, but it's, um, it's, it creates relationships. So people will come around a fellowship of grain, of bread and wine, uh, as fellowship, it creates that relationship between people. And if you think about wine as a symbol of the redemptive power of the blood of Jesus, it's, it's joy. It's joy to us that we had Jesus come and restore us to our God, our Father, through wine. So wine, through the symbol of wine, which is the blood of Jesus. And oil is anointing. And if you think about anointing, um, it's a little bit more ethereal and out there. But just think about oil and how you got here today, probably most of you in cars. If your car doesn't have any oil, it's not going anywhere. 
because the engine will cease because what oil does is it causes no friction and so it runs smoothly and uh, in 2020 I think we really do need no friction if you watch the news for long enough which I try not to do but um, there's so much friction in the world people are anxious and their anxiety works out in friction between other people and so more than ever we need that oil don't we and um, in, again in Leviticus it says that God has promised us his provision that we have access to all three of those things through Jesus grain, wine, oil strength, joy and anointing um, I think that when we think of the anxiety that has come through the world around us, um, it's just phenomenal how it has affected people's mental health. And when I think about oil, um, in, the, in terms of Psalm 23, it says, uh, David talks about, you anoint my head with oil. And he was talking, obviously, about his anointing in terms of him becoming a king. But he was also a shepherd when he wrote Psalm 23. And what shepherds used to do with oil was they would put it on the horns of rams. So in the spring, which is what we are in now, they would uh, oil up the horns of the rams so that they didn't hurt each other when they butted heads and in the anxiety that we face in the world around us and with our closeness of being locked in with people or, or not being able to see people sometimes, it causes us to be more anxious. We need that oil that's flowing so that we don't lock heads with people and with what's going on around us. Um, the other thing that oil did was um, they would put it on the nose of sheep so that in the spring, flies wouldn't get up their nose, literally. Have you ever heard that saying? Somebody's got up your nose? Yep, that's where it comes from. And literally what would happen would flies would get up the nose of a sheep and they would lay their eggs and they would have maggots crawling around <laughs> inside their nose. And that would drive them insane. It would drive them so crazy that they would often run into things or knock their heads on rocks or trees just to get rid of the itching and the irritation that they experienced in their noses. So what they would do is they would put oil across their noses and then of course the, the flies had no access to their noses. So um, if you think about, if we can draw a parallel uh, and think about that today, we really don't need people up our noses and we don't need to be functioning in that agitated space and so we definitely do need to be anointed with God's oil so that we can flow in our lives with other people without friction. The third thing that they used to do with oil was if a sheep got some kind of skin disease, which they often did, um, they would rub it on the spot so that it wasn't contagious. So when people, when sheep rubbed up against each other, they wouldn't spread it. And the same thing is true with us. Of course, we are all trying to avoid 
um, getting COVID. But more than that, we're trying to avoid the contagiousness of anxiety and sadness and separation. I know I have lots of friends who have people who are, they haven't seen, family members they haven't seen in such a long time because we can't travel. And sadness is contagious as is anxiety. And we need more than ever to experience that joy and that oil that keeps us from falling into that sadness or or messing with our mental health. So we need that more than ever. And God has promised that to us through his word. The thing that I love the most about both of these scriptures is that in every season, God has made provision. And that he's not surprised when he, when we get here. He's not going, oh gosh, um, what do we do? Um, COVID, who saw that coming? Of course he knew that we would get here. And it's, it's what we need. All the answers that we need are in him. Everything that we need is in him and in his word. I heard a, an amazing uh, sentence the other day. It was just one sentence. Somebody said, um, all the answers are already out there. It's just that we haven't found all of them yet. And all our answers are in God. He has all the answers. We just haven't found all of them yet. And it's our job to press into God, to continue to search for his presence through his word and for his encouragement, for his joy, for his anointing through his word, through prayer. If your prayer life is a little bit sticky, anointed with the oil of just engaging in prayer in establishing your relationship with God. If you don't know his character, it's in here. His character in this book shows us his consistency. And in every disaster and every thing, every challenge, every human weakness that people faced in the Bible, he's there. And he was there for them and he's here for us. In the New Testament, the oil of anointing was used to, when we laid hands on the sick and they recover. Um, to put that oil on somebody was a symbol that God was present always and that the answers are in him and through Jesus Christ. I think it's wonderful and encouraging to know that even though we have so many variables in our life from day to day, you can switch on the news and something else has changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's got us in the palm of his hand. I love the scripture that um, was up on the, on the board that said, um, the steps of a good man are ordered by God. He's got this. The thing with steps is that it means we're moving forward. You have to be stepping. You have to be doing something in the process of and that's the key in all of this, is for us to continue to step forward in our, our steps, keep working towards that grain, that wine and that oil, and keep asking God for the timing of when to access those things. And he will continue to provide for us. So 
As we, um, as I close up today, I'd just like to uh, end. I know it's a short message, but I, um, I wanted to just keep it short so that we can just think about those few things. Um, I'd like to just pray with you because there is no time or distance in prayer. We're not allowed to lay hands on people anymore. Um, we are restricted in how much we can visit with them. We, we, we've had so many restrictions, even in our singing. Um, but in prayer, there is no distance. And there's no time either, because God functions in a timeless world. So if you have someone on the other side of the planet that you can't reach physically, you can reach them through your prayer life. And I'd just like to encourage you today that um, he's there and he's available to you and he has the answers that you need. He has your grain, your provision. He has your wine, your joy, and he has your anointing. And he's willing and ready to give them to you. So let's just pray while I close this off. Thank you, Father God, that we can always enter into your presence, that you are never too busy to come alongside us, that your timing is perfect and you have all the answers. We thank you, Father God, that uh, through Jesus Christ we can lean on and rely on and trust in you, that you order our steps, that, that you come close to us in every season. We Lord, we just thank you that as we keep moving forward and we keep looking forward to a season of hope, um, a new season and of new fruit, Lord, as we uh, lean on you for that, Father God, we believe and trust you that you'll take care of us. You'll bring healing to those who need healing in their minds and in their spirits, in their anxieties. You'll bring provision to those who need provision. And Lord, to all of us that you will bring your anointing oil that means no friction between us, Lord, as we go about our daily lives. We just thank you, Lord, that you are in control, that you have us in the palm of your hand. In Jesus' name, amen.